We're here day 20 of our Romans reading plan. We're reading through chapter 11, uh, verses 1 through 24. It's a big section, but this tall, big guy, Ross <laughs> Harvey, our children's associate, is with us again, and he is going to help break that down for us. Uh, Ross, you, you shared a little bit about your family, uh, your love for the bachelor, Bachelorette. Uh, is is there a difference? Is there like, do you have a preference between one or the other? Uh, no preference. No preference. I think the bachelor is a little bit more dramatic, and the bachelorette, I concerned for all these guys. So your wife, Lindsay, right? She, yes. Which one does she like? Oh, which one does she like? Uh, you know, I don't know. Because I, I imagine she, that's the one that you like. <laughs> so she likes both. So therefore, right. then I like both. Oh, okay. So <laughs> absolutely. Well, I understand. And I think a lot of people who are listening understand uh, your heart and just wanting to love her well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, does that feel a little more redeeming for me throwing you under the bus for liking The Bachelor last time? Hey, it is, it is okay. You know, if you... Uh, what do they say? If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. Okay. I'll be in the kitchen. I like the heat. So All right, it's perfectly do. fine. That's one for way sure. Or the you other. do. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you're here with us again. Um, uh, you have been. How long have you been on staff here in children's ministry? Six years. Yeah. Well, how, how did you get into ministry? What is this? Tell us about that. Uh, yeah. So I graduated from Tennessee Tech in 2012 uh, with a journalism degree and uh, had had a lot of experience in sports journalism covering high school sports and college sports and kind of graduated and God said, this is not what I have for you. And I said, well, Lord, why did you send me to do this degree in journalism if you don't want me to write for the rest of my life? And he said, trust me. And I, I did. And uh, matter of fact, Barton Henley uh, introduced me to wind shape camps for communities uh, in the summer of 2013. And so I had had some experience with summer camps through the YMCA um, and I ended up going off in the summer with wind shape. Um, and after that summer, I, I knew that the Lord called me into working with kids and, and serving him full time and didn't know what that looked like. But uh, after that summer ended, I came uh, to New Vision and interned in the children's ministry. Uh, and it was definitely what God had planned and uh, over time became uh, on staff here. And so uh, through what he was doing and providing and teaching me, uh, I just knew he'd called me and didn't want to do anything else. And so, um, yeah, you blink and then it's six years later. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And I think that's probably across the board in all uh, careers, all life. You know, oh, yeah. you, you uh, haven't ventured into uh, the kid parenthood yet, but I no. mean, it's like it's like you blink and then your kid's, you know, driving. Um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing. I, I'm happy you're Absolutely. here. I'm uh, happy you're here. Uh, so today we're reading Romans 11, 1 through 24. You want to take us through it? Yeah, sure will. Well, let's start reading. I'm reading out of the NIV. Uh, and so Paul writes in chapter 11, verse 1, I ask then, uh, did God reject his people? By no means. I am an Israelite myself, a descendant of Abraham from the tribe of Benjamin. God did not reject his people whom he foreknew. Don't you know what scripture says in the passage about Elijah, how he appealed to God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I'm the only one left. Are they trying to kill me? And what was God to answer to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to Baal. And so, too, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. And if by grace, then it cannot be based on works. If it were, grace would no longer be grace. <clears throat> what then? 
what the people of Israel sought so earnestly they did not obtain. The elect among them did, but the others were hardened, as it, it is written. God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that they could not see and ears that they could not hear to this very day. And David says, may their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a retribution for them. Uh, may their eyes be darkened so they cannot see and their backs be bent forever. <coughs> So before this uh, section right here in chapter 11, chapter 10, Paul's talking about uh, his desire to see Israel come to know Christ, um, his desire to pray for them and teach them the things of God. Uh, but we know Israel's pattern from the beginning of the Old Testament. They um, turn their back on God and God punishes them. They turn back to God and then God continues to show his faithfulness. And then the cycle repeats. They turn their back on God. They're punished. Uh, they come back to God and God shows his faithfulness to them. And so this continues to happen um, through the entire uh, Old Testament and even now into the New Testament. We'll talk about that in just a second. But because of Israel's disobedience and the rejection of Christ, the gospel has now come to the non-Jews, the Gentiles. And so we know it was God's plan all along to bring the gospel to the entire world. Uh, but God used the Israelites' disobedience and rejection of Jesus to spread the good news uh, to everyone. And so through this plan that God has created and has executed, uh, even though Israel has turned their back, he has used their hardening of hearts, their choice, to, to reject Christ, uh, he hasn't given up on the Israelites. And that's what Paul's point is here in this next passage, uh, 11 through 24, kind of the conclusion of, of this thought that Paul is, is uh, giving us. Because their disobedience is not beyond his grace. Uh, I think that's one of the key points of, of this section is that nothing is beyond God's grace, no decision we make. And so we'll talk about that in just a second. But let me pick up in uh, verse 11. So Paul says, again, I ask, did they stumble so as to fall beyond recovery? Not at all. Rather, because of their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make Israel envious. But if their transgression means riches for the world and their loss means riches for the Gentiles, how much greater riches will their full inclusion bring? I am talking to you Gentiles. And as much as I am the apostle to the Gentiles, I take pride in my ministry in the hope that I may somehow arouse my own people to envy and save some of them. For if their rejection brought reconciliation to the world, what would their acceptance be but life from the dead? If the part of the dough offered as first fruits is holy, then the whole batch is holy. If the root is holy, then so are the branches. If some of the branches have been broken off and you, the Gentiles, through uh, though a wild olive shoot have been grafted in among the others and now share in the nourishing sap from the olive root, do not consider yourself to be superior to those other branches. If you do consider this, you do not support the root, but the root supports you. Well, you will say then branches were broken off so that I could be grafted in. Granted, but they were broken off because of unbelief and you stand by faith. So do not be arrogant, but tremble. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Uh, consider, therefore, the kindness and the sternness of God. Sternness to those who fell, but kindness to you, provided that you continue in his kindness. Uh, otherwise, you will be cut off. 
And if they do not persist in unbelief, they will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. After all, if you were cut out of an olive tree that is wild by nature, and contrary to nature were grafted into a cultivated olive tree, how much more readily will these, the natural branches, be grafted in their own olive tree? Okay, so... Paul in these metaphors, he's 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 killing me, but he's make, he's making it uh, uh, tangible for us to understand that because of Israel's disobedience, they've been cut off from uh, the tree, cut off from God, and the Gentiles themselves, all non-Jews, have been grafted in. They have uh, been uh, made known. The gospel has been made known to them, and they've been it's been made able for them to accept uh, Christ, but. Paul said, this is God's doing, right? You can't brag about it. This is his grace. Through faith, you have trusted in Christ. But if the Israelites turn around and they trust in Christ again, they can be brought back in just as they were cut out. Uh, and so that's the picture he's, he's giving to us. And, you know, thinking about uh, what we can take away from this just practically for us, uh, knowing that the gospel has been made available to us, us Gentiles, non-Jewish people, and that we can trust in him. I think uh, in verse 11, this key thing that Paul says, he says, again, I ask, did they stumble so as to fall beyond recovery? Not at all. So the Israelites have stumbled. They have fallen away or they've stumbled away uh, from God, but it can be recovered because of God's grace. And so in our own lives, don't con don't confuse a stumble for a fall. And I can remember times in my walk where uh, I was struggling with my journey and uh, and would would be uh, just crestfallen on myself. So I'd, I'd be down on myself and I would have doubts. Well, am I am I even saved or why am I struggling with this scenario in my life? And, and why do I feel like this? Am I even saved? Uh, that's a stumble. But sometimes we can feel like it's a fall, like. God has turned his eyes from us or that we are beyond rescuing because of mistakes that we've made. No, that's not the case. And it's not because of, of anything about us. It's because God's there holding on to us. It's a stumble. It's not a fall. You know, Israel continued to turn their back on God, but were they still chosen by God? Absolutely. They never fell out of God's grace or out of God's love, but God allowed them to stumble for a specific purpose so that the good news could go to the Gentiles. See, God was in control, completely sovereign, even over uh, this stumbling that they had, but he was going to make a way for them to um, be reconciled to himself, uh, which I think you guys will talk about next time is the end of chapter 11. And so in our lives, uh, likewise, we may go through a stumble for a specific reason, but it doesn't mean we have fallen out of God's sight or God's favor or God's grace or God's love. It may just mean that God's working through us, working uh, in those around us and teaching us something. If God never gave up on the Israelites, which he didn't, he's not giving up on us either. And God bailed the Israelites out over and over and over and over again. Um, and things would go well for a bit and they would mess up again. And I think that's a lot like my life. Uh, I'll make a mistake and God will show me the error of my ways and there will probably be consequences and uh, things will go well for a while. And then I might find a new way to to disobey God. But uh, it's a journey. There's steps forward and steps back and steps forward. And the goal is to be more and more like Christ. And so we're never going to be perfect. Uh, we can't. Um, can't be down on ourselves because of that. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. The Israelites rejected God to the point that they killed Jesus, 
right? The ultimate rejection, they killed Christ, killed his son, uh, but God still hadn't given up on on him. And so nothing can separate us from uh, the love of God um, as well. And we know that God didn't give up on the Israelites because Paul himself, he's a Jew, and uh, God is using him, uh, the greatest missionary, um, probably in the in the history of the world, definitely the greatest missionary at this time, using him to uh, change lives of millions and millions of people. And so uh, God, it's about God. It's not about us. It's about God. His grace cannot be defeated. Uh, and then the last thing, uh, I think the super interesting thing is that God uses the Israelites rejection of Jesus to bring the good news to the Gentiles. But then once the Gentiles have the good news, then God uses that to bring it back to the Jewish people because they're going to be jealous that, oh, wait, I thought this was our God. And now he's offering salvation to everyone. Well, we want that. Well, they could have had it from the beginning, but now God's going to use this to bring them back uh, to himself. Um, and why is God doing that? Not to really say anything about the Jews or anything about the Gentiles, but to bring glory to himself and his plan. Um, and, you know, oftentimes I can see God's faithfulness, faithfulness in the lives of others uh, and use it to look at myself and look at how I'm not doing this or I'm not succeeding or or get jealous and that kind of thing. But I think God wants us to see the faith, his faithfulness in others lives and celebrate them and give him the glory. He wants it to be about him and for us to keep our focus on him. And when we do that, that can only be positives for for all of us. We don't look at ourselves and we don't even look at other people. We celebrate with them, but we give God the glory and um, and celebrate his faithfulness in, in each of uh, our, our lives. Um, I hope that's encouraging uh, to you. I know it was encouraging to me as I read this this passage. Uh, if we could just keep our focus on him and, and praise him and continue to give him the glory and trust him as he is working and planning and working and planning, um, it's just going to be even more of a benefit uh, for us. And so that's what Paul is showing us. Uh, God can't, God's grace can't be defeated, and he'll never give up on his people, and he'll never give up on us, and he'll never give up, give up on you. And so. Um, yeah. Thank you, my man. Well done. I appreciate you. For listen, those listening, thank you for hanging in. We'll see you tomorrow. Absolutely.